You're listening to a Sim Media podcast. Ladies and gentlemen of the rock and roll, punk, prog, hardcore, thrash, and heavy metal community, my name is Jason Evans, and this is the Great Metal Standoff, the podcast that pits music's greatest albums in track-by-track combat, and it is back to the punk world for Imran and I, as we've invited Hannah back for her fourth standoff, her first since our trilogy with her late last year, and what you could basically call it is a standoff special. It came through mine and Hannah's fascination with Black Flag frontman Henry Rollins. So what we ended up doing was putting our heads together to try and come up with a battle between Black Flag and Rollins' 90s to 2000s project appropriately named The Rollins Band. The albums we chose were My War for Black Flag and The End of Silence for The Rollins Band. So... Let's not waste any time with this one. Let's just get to explaining how this battle will go. Every album battle will be contested in track-by-track format by our podcast panel. Each individual panellist will select a winner of each pairing. The winning track receives a point to that individual's tally score. Tracks on albums that go uncontested can receive a tally point if a panellist awards it a gold star. We're going to need that one for this battle. Once the battle is over, the album with the highest tally score will receive one grand point for that album. If a panellist tally score results in a draw, both albums will receive a half grand point each. And finally, the album with the most grand points will be declared the winner. It's a Henry Rollins special here on The Standoff. Some similarities to be seen in two different styles of music, and for Imran and I, a chance to understand and determine whether fan backlash for aspects of these albums were really warranted. We'll get to that. Over to Imran and Hannah, My War vs. The End of Silence begins now. Roll the audio. And Imran, you have done 15 of these, did you know? 15? 15. Is this my 15th? or is This, my this one will be your 15th. Congratulations. And this, is, yeah, and this is the first time we've ever done an in-person standoff. Oh, Ben's wow. beaten you to it, and he's only done about three or four. Damn but, it. <laughs> but here you are, episode 15, and we're not even in the studios. We're not even in the CBD. This is actually, we're 10 kilometers outside the CBD, but we're about 10 kilometers or a half an hour drive south of the suburban curtain. So, uh, nice little private dwelling here. <laughs> and uh, Hannah's back for a fourth, and she's joined us for a first in person meet. This is our first time meeting Hannah, actually, in person. Yes, in the flesh. Does this mean I've technically beat Imran for recording be a, before? Might be a draw. Fifteen. All right, great. <laughs> well, it's great to be here anyway. Yes, and uh, the last time we met, it was a, it was a, it was over Zoom, and you did a trilogy with us, and it was fun talking to you. And now we've coaxed you back in with some punk rock again. Coaxed, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. No, I was interested from the get go, so don't make it sound like <laughs> you had to, you had to grab me. And force I will me to say, come I in. think you were the one who suggested my walk because I think originally we had damaged penciled in to yes, go up against we had the damaged end of science, but you, were, yep. you wanted it to be my war. It's better that at least you're here because Imran and I would have no idea what we're talking about if you weren't oh, here okay, to talk. Great. <laughs> we don't explore punk rock, but you've talked about it in the past. You, uh, you know, you like the attitude of it at least. Yeah. I've, great. I've slightly delved into punk. Not not heavily. I'm assuming not as heavy as you have. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. No, but I feel like the attitude's pretty much all you need to enjoy, all you need to understand, and then 
have at it. Go for it. Yeah. And and since we last met, Hannah, you've gone and taken over the main radio show, and it's punk galore now. I try. Look, I try to do a combo and cater to a lot of people, but yeah, it is at the end of the day, it is mostly punk. So <laughs> yeah. can't blame me, can you? All right. Well, it's my war versus the end of silence. Punk rock. It's not punk rock royalty, but it's certainly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because when I was looking into it, my war is a very divisive one. Totally. I um actually, to be honest, didn't know heaps about my war. I'd listened to it before, but didn't know a lot of the backstory. So looking it up as well, I didn't realize how divisive it was. But yeah, this is just this is all out Rollins today. I think. Yeah, it's a Henry Rollins show. We've done similar stuff in the past with Ronnie James Dio in run, but it's nice to switch it up a little bit. What's your exposure to Rollins? Um, well, I mean, I obviously knew he was in Black Flag. Um, I've, I think I've listened to My War, like, many years ago, uh, once, and I was, I was very, like, what the heck is this kind of, um, thing, because I was, I was listening to, like, straight metal at that time, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, so I was like, what the heck is this? Um, but yeah, no, apart from that, not, never really delved into Henry Rollins that much. Um, I know he's on a Tool track. Is he actually? Yeah, he's on Bottom by Tool. That's on Undertow. Ah. He does um, the spoken word part. That makes a bit of sense, because I remember hearing in a podcast when he was describing the end of science, the opponent of my war, Tool were opening for them around about that period. Oh, really? Yeah, so actually that kind of makes a little bit of sense there, how we have that relationship. So, okay, he's on Tool. That's that's impressive. Uh, Hannah, any personal connection to old Hank? Old Hank. Um, no, not old Hank. He is pretty good because <laughs> I, I, I got into him through his spoken word and his travel yeah. stories. Yeah, totally. He, I didn't listen to a single Black Flag song or even a Rollins Band song for a very long time. And even when I did, it was just low self-opinion. That's the yeah. only song I needed to hear. So this is the first proper deep dive into some of his music. But is it similar to you or were you discovering Black Flag and discovering the lore of Henry Rollins, I guess. Yeah, so Henry Rollins for a long time, and still to an extent, is this kind of figure that I don't fully understand. I won't know, like, his whole backstory. Um, yeah, I got into Black Flag a lot earlier than I delved into, I suppose, Roland bands, Rollins band slash any solo spoken word or anything Henry Rollins stuff. Um, but yeah, I've always just kind of known he existed. Again, it took me a while to kind of get into Black Flag, I suppose. But, yeah, I'm a fan. He's all right. He goes all right. <laughs> Whew. I, I don't know. It, it, I'll say this. It is a tight one. There's a lot to be desired here, and I'm I'm glad Imran Hanna is here again to describe why my war is quite divisive. End of Science, was there any first impressions there when you heard it? Uh, the album in total, um, I only actually hadn't heard this one in full until we did this episode. Neither did I. Um, I may say this again at the end, so please forgive me if I repeat myself, but I feel like my... Sorry, are we saying my war or... End, End of Silence. Sil- Sorry, that's what I thought, and then I got lost in my train of thought. End of Silence um, is a particularly like demanding listen, both music and, um, musically and emotionally, I found, but I still enjoyed listening to it probably more than I expected to. Well, I think that's enough preamble. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. We've got a three-person podcast in person. I'm excited, and I think that's enough preamble out of the way. Time keep- wait, we- the timekeeper's not here. We left him back at the... Ah, uh, heck... Uh, the housekeeper's here though, and he's got the belt, and it's he's got a bodyguard. There's a housekeeper and a bodyguard. Imran, they're scary. Who those two were. They're <laughs> overlooking us. And... They've got the bell in hand. They, it's a bi- it's a bigger bell. I don't like it. Uh the the timekeeper has a better bell than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, excuse me. Could you ring the ring the bell, please, 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 please ring the bell. 
We didn't we didn't get lamped. That's oh, good. that was scary. I'm assuming that bodyguard's here just in case Henry Rollins does turn up and doesn't like what we have to say. He, yeah, he's an intense man. He's an intense character. He's yeah. an intense man, but he's a fascinating man nonetheless. Yes. Let's dive deep. Um, we should also just keep in mind, uh, My War is more of a Greg Ginn, Bill Stevenson musical songwriting kind of thing. They kind of took over the writing on this album. It's the title track, My War versus Low Self Opinion. Okay. I want to get my first impressions out of the way. Low self-opinion is an easy point for me because it's the only song by Henry Ro- that Henry Rollins had been on vocals for that I ever needed to hear. My War is no slouch, I would say, though, Hannah. My War, uh, in my opinion, it's got a good build-up. Uh, it's pretty classic Black Flag, in my opinion. Um, but just from the get-go, I may say this again later, something about the production on this album just doesn't work for me. And I just can't particularly get into this one because of that. You so can be blunt. It is dog poo. It's yeah. It's it's not great with a capital N and a capital G. Um, so for me, same as Jason, easy point to low self opinion here. Yeah, um, yeah. I, no, I, th- <laughs> I think you covered my wall pretty well. I do really like the riff in uh, my wall, like the main verse riff. Um, because it kind of like speeds up as it goes along. It's got a lot of different like variation, very rumbly bra- uh, bass uh, going on in it. Um, it's very I like at the end how it's like very maniacal. Um, Henry Rollins just kind of like spitting words at me and just throw like he's just throwing them at me, and I I got a little scared for my life. Um, but yeah, as you said, the production on Black Flags My War is interesting. So. Um, yeah, low self opinion. I thought was really cool. The guitars sound heavy as hell. The bass is heavy as hell. Very bluesy kind of solo. I kind of got a bit of like Red Hot Chili Peppers vibes from it. How so? Hang on. How's that? Because I I think it's the mix of like the kind of funky guitar as well as the it's it's not so much the rapping lyrics but like the kind of spoken lyrics that are. He's just shouting it at you. Yeah. Pr- well, pretty much. It's just the it's more of the the rhythm aspect of it I think than. If than anything, that is Henry Rollins to a T. Though he's not really a good singer. He, yeah, he doesn't sing. He, he's not sing. <laughs> he's either talking or he's screaming. Screams. Or sh- yeah, just shouting at. You. I guess you'd call that a vocalist. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's a vocalist. That might be pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the vocal- yeah. he's the guy with the mic that shouts into it. That's pretty much. Pretty much how you sum him up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But that is self-help. The metal track. That song, low self-opinion. Yeah. And that's what's appealed to me all this time when I discovered Henry Rollins pretty much when I wasn't doing really much professionally or personally. So hearing that song was the kick up the proverbial backside that I needed. And it's, yeah, self-help, the metal album. Uh, I'm touching on the bass. Andrew Wass, the bass, I think he, we're going to find out as we go along the end of silence. He's the star of the show. Points, Hannah and Imran? Low self-opinion. And low self-opinion for me as well. Also, to kick off the album with that song, this album's from, what, 1994, I think? And boy, 92. does it sound like it. 92? 92? Can't talk today. Boy, does it sound like it. It has a totally, yeah, 90 sound. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just very stuck in time, I think. Yeah, I was going to say before, it's got that, I think just this particular song has that grungy feel. The rest of them kind of, like, delve away from it a little bit. But, um, yeah, just some of the sounds from it kind of reminds me of that, like, Alice in Chains type feel. I got that feel in a couple of later tracks. Maybe not low self-opinion, but yeah, I see your point there. And yeah, no, there's not really much else about My War, is there? Just maybe the tension within it, the visceral 
that's really about it, isn't it? But I, I don't want to be too harsh on that one. That is a bit more of a higher point on my wall. It's two good tracks going at it, but Low Self Opinion was much stronger for me. Yeah, I'd say so. Next up, then. Can't Decide versus Grip. Um, these are two both very weird songs. I Can't Decide um, kind of stood out to me because that that riff that it starts out with, it's it just feels like it's going in like five different directions at once like you you think it's going one way it goes the other way and then it like just completely reverts and then it loops again it's like uh, you don't know what's happening meanwhile henry rollins can't decide on his shopping or something oh <laughs> i'm glad you t- that yeah. deserves a bollocking <laughs> uh, <laughs> that made me laugh about that one um there's a lot of like missing beats and bars like kind of scattered in the song as well a lot of guitar solos as well you kind of go from a verse to a guitar solo to a verse to a guitar solo to a verse guitar solo you know just keeps going um i mean grip on the other hand is a bit odd but i feel like is more it's got more of a structure to it it's got more um you can you can follow it better um i really like the organ in the middle of that song that just like appears out of nowhere um that odd time signature uh, riff kind of gives me like a, I don't know how to explain it, almost like an Indian kind of feel, like that, um, is that the right word? It might not be the right word, I'm going to come back to that later. Um, it's, I don't know, it's like kind of, I feel like psychedelic's not the right word, but kind of going in that direction. Um, the only words I could really describe was a clean, watery break. We're talking that clean guitar section, aren't we? I was talking about the main riff. Our main riff. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I can see what you mean. Yeah. 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 No, um, I really liked it, though. I, it's, it's uh, I mean, Henry Rollins, of course, very intense in his vocal delivery. Um, yeah, I think the main thing that stood out to me of that song is the organ. It was odd when he was trying to be melodic, though, with the C... The very angry man is trying to be melodic. That's a bit of a strange sight to behold, but probably doesn't work, but Grip is a strong, strong song. But I want to con- expand your point with the guitar solos on uh, Can't Decide. Hannah, that's a punk rock no-no, apparently. Is that right? <laughs> At least back in the early days, yes, absolutely. And that's part of the reason that um, this album, My War, was kind of divisive. There's a There's a plethora of reasons, but that's one of them, is because people are going, hang on... Fans are going, hang on, punk is short, fast, sweet. There's absolutely no gratuitous guitar solos. What are you doing? So at the time, no, no, but now a little more acceptable. Right. What are your two cents here? My two cents. Okay, can't decide. It's catchy, but I feel like sometimes um, the lyrics are less interesting than the music, and I feel like there should be a balance between that. Um, also, on on these two albums specifically, when we're talking about Rollins, I will probably talk about the delivery of the vocals and the lyrics a fair bit because that's kind of a big part of his shtick. Um, it has like I can't decide has some interesting riffs and some time signatures. I think that it should have ended before the second guitar solo. I think it just kind of is a little too much. I after all that, I guess I don't have any real feelings, but I will give it points for catchiness because it was stuck in my head. But Grip has my vote on this one. Yeah, same with me. Grip was a very pleasant surprise. I wrote down here STP or A Allison Chain similar sounds just for Imran to analyze that. And perhaps I even got a living color feel out of that as well. I think that maybe come from the more funk elements of the song. Other than that, there's just there's also moments where I'm just thinking Rollins is on a completely different wavelength to the rest of the band. The rest of the band is so tight and then you just have Rollins just shouting over and it might not fit. But 
Grip's probably going to be a high-caliber track on that song. I was pleasantly surprised by that once. I'm going to join you there, Hannah, with uh, and make it 2-0 to the end of silence. Yep, make that 3. Slow start for my war. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Beat my head against the wall versus tearing. <laughs> this is an intriguing one. It is. Um, beat my head against the wall, I feel like, is just sheer chaos. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there's, it's, um, like you said before with punk tracks, they're short and sweet. This is uh, one of those prime examples, I think. Um, a lot of switching riffs. You know, it starts off with that halftime riff and then goes into the fast punk and then it just switches up on you again and then it switches again. Um, that's really the only thing that I took away from that track. Um, it's just, it was short and it just, it's chaotic. Um, tearing, on the other hand, um, that's, that's, uh, lost my train of thought. Um, I'll give you this, the intro riff and the verse riff, that sounded like perf- straight from a Sonic game. Yeah. It sounded like that would fit perfectly in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it does. Or, or 2000s era. It's got that power metal vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got that, it's got a running bass line at the start. It, like, I think they're normally called walking bass lines, but that one was just running. Um, the chorus was very catchy. It's got tearing me apart, bah, bah, like that. That part got me. Um, stuck in my head for a bit after that. Um, the, there's a little guitar bridge before the solo, and then like a guitar solo after that, and all of that was just freaking cool. I don't know, I was just headbanging the whole time. Yeah. No, I think Karen's got this one for me. Hannah? I'm going the opposite way. Well, I think tearing. I think I think after hearing the previous two songs on End of Silence, this tearing doesn't pop as much. Um, I think it's a little more accessible in a commercial sense, but I think it's a really good testament to the rest of the musicians um, because their playing is so tight and so clean and so good. But on this one, I have to give my vote to Beat My Head Against the Wall for probably the reasons that you just said, Imran. It's kind of chaotic, um, short and sweet, and it just feels like such a classic kind of black flag sound. So that one's got my vote. I'll rip right from my notes here. No method to the madness. That's a direct quote. I'll just put here, preach, pal. Dear, oh dear. Uh, other than that, yeah, the swimming in the mainstream, the trudginess and all that kind of thing. That This was... The transitions I didn't think were very smooth. I didn't think it went from one riff to the other one idea to the next very well, but they've all grown on me in the end, so I kind of want to join you there, Hannah. And I was surprised you brought up tearing being a bit of a step down or just... Yes, it probably was a single. It's more appe- commercially appealing. I, I'm with you. It was a slight step back. Slight step back. Mm. I preferred grip and low self-opinion to tearing. And, yeah, I, I reckon I'll join you there. Beat my head against the wall. That's our first point to black flag there. Lovely. That's good to hear. Imran, just out of curiosity here, how much Roland Span have you heard? None. None. This, so this is your first time going through too? Yep. So when when we proposed it, what went through your head? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I don't remember actually. But um, probably like I've never listened to um, yeah, Roland's band before and Black Flag that one time, which you know I could barely remember because it was years ago. So I was like, it might be interesting to check out uh, both of these bands. I was definitely very surprised as to how Roland's band sounded because I wasn't expecting it, knowing. Henry Rollins and Black Flag. I was kind of expecting the same kind of sound, but... It's just a deeply embedded punk rock 
impression you get, and then you're hearing slice completely. Well, not really a completely different sound. There's elements of both in there, but it's punk rock attitude mixed with heavy metal riffs. Pretty much, yeah. I also found um, Roland's band to be a little more blues inspired as well, particularly with a lot of like the walking bass lines, as you've said, and things like that. So yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't overly familiar with Roland's band either. I knew a few songs, but this was yeah pretty good surprise listening to sim kane on the drums as we go along there's a lot more there's a couple of not quite blues inspired but along the lines then we'll get to that shortly okay we'll get but we'll move before that we'll go to track number four you didn't need versus i love you yeah you didn't need you didn't need hands down yeah some people are better left alone that part of that (laughs) song with that breakdown that hits so hard yeah love it I was very surprised that Roland could sing that well. Um, that like that was the first part that I was like, "Ooh, this man can actually sing." I like the guitar riff at the start; it's very wonky. But yeah, that breakdown. Um, I like the guitar solo as well because it switches from that fast riff to um, and then just transitions so nicely into that breakdown riff again, um, and just like follows up again. Um, you got at the end the big scream, "Walk away!" I love you was weird. Yeah, I didn't have much to say about that one. I like, I mean, all the parts in that I think flowed really nicely into each other, like all the chord changes and stuff, but apart from that, super weird. Yeah, not much to say there. Uh, guitar solo-wise towards the end, did you think there was a little bit of a Megadeth feel there? Because I don't know what, I wrote down, we've gotten all Megadeth here somewhere, I just thought that could have been something out of like a Dave Mustaine or a Marty Friedman playbook. I'd have to re-listen to it. I'll need a second listen to that... that I wrote that down, so there was something in there that got me, but yeah, it was a good call to end on that breakdown, just keep it emphatic, that yeah, there's there's this sense of urgency about that particular song, it's it high quality. quality. Yeah. I think with I Love You, I'm just going to jump in here, I think with I Love You, it is kind of more, specifically like lyrically, it's kind of more, it's like the violence that Black Flag were kind of known for, they were like because obviously they were a hardcore band, things got pretty violent and pretty heavy there. A lot of the lyrics I found in that song can be kind of so aggressive and a little hard to listen to, but I like the delivery of that because I feel like that track kind of tells like a story. But I see what you mean by it being a little bit weird as well. Um, Actually, coming in here, I couldn't decide, no pun intended, um, which, (laughs) which track I liked better, but I think I have to give it to Roland's band, You Didn't Need. That one is so intensely personal. Like, yes, both love songs in a way, I guess, but oh, that was like, I was, felt like I did intru- I'd intruded on something that I shouldn't have been listening to because it's that personal. <laughs> Some people are better left. That, what, a t- what a line, what a delivery. <laughs> the transitions beat the main riffs for me. Forever Time versus Almost Real. Uh, almost Real, Imran. Now we're reaching a point we're only about halfway, and this is the point where the Rollins band get ex- quite experimental. This is uh, the first eight-minute song on the... Um... And they get longer. <laughs> and, yeah, they only get longer from here. <laughs> yeah, um, Almost Real, I thought, was um, was really cool. Um, I like the... it's It starts off with that weird off-rhythm, off... Like, it's got extra added bars and stuff. Um, that riff that feels like I'm being bludgeoned with a blunt instrument. Um, and it switches to that, like, um, really cool catchy riff. Um, it's kind of got, like, a groove element to it. Um, um, I like how it switches from the, the slow riff to the, to the catchy riff. Um, 
there's a cool funky breakdown with like a solo that I like. It gets kind of Pink Floydy in the middle of it, I reckon, because it kind of, I think, switches to that kind of funk style where they start just jamming on it. And then, you know, it starts getting a bit quiet and gets real weird. Once they get all quieter, I think Sim Kane, it feels, he feels more like the jazz drummer during that yeah. Yeah, transition bridge pit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got a lot of different things. Uh, this song has a lot of different elements of just everything, really. Um, yeah, the one thing I took away was it's just got a very Pink Floyd kind of vibe to it during the middle there. And then when they build back up, and they build back up, build back back, back up, you think it's going to go bang, and then dips back down again and keeps you waiting. Yeah. Not sure if that was... What do you say to that? I thought it was really interesting. I I kind of felt like they did that... Um, the way they did that, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't expecting them to go full force back in after that. I was expecting them to either slowly keep going up or go back down. I don't know, because it's... Yeah, it was just kind of like its own little thing. I did really like that part, though. Conversely, Hannah, Forever Time. Forever Time... Uh, look, I actually... I, don't, I actually I had my my point on Forever Time, but now you've both made some good points. I think I will pick Forever Time solely because it's more of what I like, which is more punk, more aggressive, sharp, shorter, much shorter, and a bit yeah, short and sweet. That's pretty much the only reason I got my point. But I do think objectively, not subjectively, but objectively, almost real is actually a very good song as well. It's eight minutes, but it doesn't feel like eight minutes to me. Everything felt like it flowed. And it was a really good groove, but I still have to give my point to Black Flag on this one. But only on the caveat that it's shorter. I don't know. I don't have strong opinions on either of the songs. I can't... <laughs> I did like Forever Time. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I liked the riff. It, was just like, it, was, it kind of felt like a bit of a bouncy riff. Like You could just dance to it, almost. Some big screams in that song as well. Those um, screams hurt. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, short and sweet. It's punchy. It's a shred of a solo. Um, I'm probably going to go with Almost Real on this one, though, because, I don't know, I just vibed with it more. I don't know what it is about Greg Ginn, though. I don't think his solos are adding too much to the songs. You reckon? I don't know. There's something that's not quite clicking with me. It just feels a bit... I'm struggling to think of the word, but it's not... It doesn't feel constructed. It just feels just flaily to me. Is that... Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I, I don't recall if it's um, all the musicians on the Black Flag album. The names escape me, sorry. Uh, fake fan, no. Um, but yeah, I think they have been criticised for kind of... Not only the production not being great, but I think they've been criticised for their playing, not really having any character. It's kind of... It's not yet yeah, bringing anything to it, I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't have that... It's a lot of sizzle, less steak. Yes. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's my opinion of it. And just saying... If I hadn't looked a couple of things up the other night or listened to a couple of Henry Rollins posted uh, uh, podcasts, I would have been sounding like an utter fool on this entire podcast because I'd be ta- if I ended up talking about the bass, I'd be going, "Oh, Dale Nixon's bass playing sounded good here. He doesn't exist. That's Greg Ginn." <laughs> and uh, you would and Hannah would have had to cut me off and correct yeah, me I, with um, that. I'm glad that you did your research. That, so that's one less thing for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I I would because I would have walked into this podcast and talked about Dale Nixon as if he's an actual person, and you would have just sat there going, "Keep digging yourself yeah. deeper, Jace. <laughs> Keep digging that hole." Um, so that's a point to Hannah for Forever Time. So that brings my war score up to three two, three two end of silence for Hannah. 
Imran and I, we're both going to go almost real, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Let's let's mark that down then. I have, I have, I have to, to say, say your choices aren't surprising me. When I heard this album in full, um, Roland's band, I was like, yeah, I think I think the boys are going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, it's not that I, I... Yeah, punk, just I don't seek out all that frequently and it needs to be really good for me to give it a point. Uh, the Swinging Man versus Obscene. Hmm. Obscene. What? This is where Andrew Wass starts shining. That fuzzy, dirty bass. Hannah, just... I want to start with you. What did you take out of Obscene? Because that was the biggest takeaway for me. There's also... I've written here in my notes, there's some riffs that sound like it's straight out of Disturbed, so they're predating Disturbed. Towards the end, it's sounding like something Slipknot would have done on their self-titled debut. They're predating a lot of really big name bands that came later and used this kind of sound. I'm thinking they have they've got to be a lot more influential than I was first anticipating. <laughs> well yeah, I mean, I agree it's really great that myself included, like listening to this in full and you both, you're kind of listening to this and thinking, Oh, this sounds like this band or this band. It's so great to hear like the different um artists that have kind of sounds like they've taken inspiration from it. The first thing I wrote for Obscene is big bass on this one, so good from the get go. That's my main point for it. Um, the longer songs, particularly this one, feel like a bit more of a jam sesh, which I like. Um, but I feel like the ending was a bit drawn out on this one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't it go for Along that line, yeah. <laughs> I mean, points to Sim Kane for drumming through all that and trying to make sense of it all, because it was just a cacophony of noise. Points to him for finding a little bit of direction and keeping it held down, but yeah, it's long-winded. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Obscene I thought was really cool. It's very, this one's very, like, tall kind of vibe for me because it's just got those tribal drums. Um, I love the, the bass part at the start as well. It's just ripping through. Um, but yeah, it's just screaming, dissonant riffs. Um, very, very rhythm-based. Um, during the guitar solo, the bass during that, I don't know what effects on it, but it is fat. I love it. It's so good. Not only are the guitars doing their own little solo licks, you're hearing the bass just shredding through that period. Yeah. This is... This song, just... If it was just a bass solo the whole time, just playing that, I would have been happy. It's so good. Yeah, yeah no, I thought it was a really cool song. The ending was very, like... kind of drained you by the end of it. Um, but I thought it was really cool, just, like, all of the feedback and chaos that was just happening there. Um... It's two straight minutes, enough to drive a man insane. Um, yeah. Speaking of insane, The Swinging Man. Another cacophony of chaos. I actually really, really like this song. This song is so, so <laughs> weird. Is getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the, from the jazzy drums right off the start to that weird off-kilter uh, guitar riff. This song made me feel like I'm just like spinning around really fast. Did like, you feel like spot. you were swinging? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's just, it felt like I was, like, super dizzy and Rollins was, like, standing over top, over the top of me, just taunting me, you know, I'm the swinging man, um, just doing that, and it just gets faster, and it gets more insane and more repetitive, and, yeah, I think I'm gonna pick it. Alright. I'm glad you enjoyed it, because I've got it here in my notes, drums are the best part of the song, Rollins is the worst, I think that is just speaks more volumes as to what I like out of vocals more than anything else. But yeah, I, I, I'm seeing where you're coming from there. So, okay, Nimran, go and swing, man. Yeah. 
I think that's your first My War pick. I think it is. Deary me. So that, that would mean the score currently stands 4-1, end of silence for both you and I. Huh. huh. What do you got, Hannah? You were getting excited when Imran started talking Swinging Man, so I'm guessing this is a favourite of yours. Yeah, this was my favourite off the album. Um, I actually wrote in capitals, no context, ex- no contest, exclamation point. Um, this song, for me, just like absolutely rips. It's so sharp. It's so in your face. I feel like it's almost in a way in a league of its own because it doesn't really care how it sounds it's not i suppose traditional music or traditional punk music at least it's just i don't know i just love it i love that it is a bit of a cacophony i guess at the end of the day it goes all over the shop and then it just dives off a cliff towards the end i thought it was very jazzy which i thought was really yeah interesting hey how so just like i think more with the rhythms and stuff i think jazz used just a lot of like weird rhythms here and there and hearing something like because i think translated into punk as well punk is very you know like like kind of wild in the sense of they'll like you uh, how do i word this um i think yeah because of the free aspect of punk that they've got like um it kind of fits well translates with that crazy rhythm kind of stuff that jazz does because jazz can get pretty crazy sometimes so I don't know, like it was, it was really weird to hear, but I thought it fit really well. Like kind of having this weird jazzy punk song. Alright, so just for uh, finality, Imran's going swinging man, Hannah's going swinging man. Oh, what then, what do I do? I think my personal opinion is obscene. I think I'm going to take my score up to five for End of Silence. I'm going to go obscene. The, I do. I am going to dock points back for that ending because that did not have to be that long. To a certain extent, the bridge probably could have got, probably went a bit too long, despite the bass and the guitar sounding great. Even that was a little bit long-winded. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely could have shaved a few minutes off and still would have been as impactful. I think. A couple minutes, yeah. Eight minutes, fifty. Yeah, you could probably get it. You could probably get your ideas across in about five thirty-six. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll still give obscene the point. I'll say. Still a ripper song. I still really like that song. Yeah, that there's a lot to like, but then again, there are you know almost real can probably top it with a few of its elements. And again, it's not touch and grip, low self opinion. Even you didn't need, but uh, underrated one nonetheless. And now we cross the Rubicon, where all of the greatest sins of punk rock get committed, and their penance is to go yeah. up against Henry Rollins in a form in a new re- incarnation doing metal. We're crossing, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we're crossing the Rubicon because apparently this is where all of the sins are committed, and this is the fiery penance that this, uh, this the law of side two that is my war. Ooh, nothing left inside versus what do you do on a punk rock record that's meant to be flailing, quick, sharp, and just a cacophony of noise to flail around at. You don't get that now. That's done. No, we've, now we've we're definitely getting very on. similar songs to the end of Silence on an album that's come out eight years before. Nothing left inside. It's this is Sabbath now. We're in Sabbath territory. Oh yeah, we've crossed over for sure. Um, I think I think calling them punk rock sins. I mean, rules are meant to be broken, but I do think that's half the alienation for fans on this record is that yeah, this isn't this isn't Black Flag anymore. This is Sabbath. This is someone else. Um, well, it's Black Flag doing something completely different. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's expanding the horizons, obviously, and that's fine. But, I can, uh, but knowing 
how much of a punk rock fan we have, Imran, across the table. I'd be <laughs> very interested. In, I'm very interested in what you're going to be saying for these next three tracks. Yeah, this um, especially because I was listening to them back to back. So I do have to say, particularly with, I guess, starting off with this song, uh, Nothing Left Inside, it is a bit of more of a slow groove. I did find Nothing Left Inside and What Do You Do? They were kind of similar in the sense that, it, to me, they just kind of blended in because I was listening to them back to back. Is that how you did this whole battle? So you're going track one, Black Flag, track one, or So I listen to the albums go... individually, and then I go back to back so I can pick which one I prefer. Gotcha, okay. Right. Nice. Whether or not that's the best system, I haven't decided, but that's how I've been doing it. Um, so yeah, nothing left inside. Bit more drawn out. Fairly heavy. I like a bit more. I'm not, not quite sludgy, but yeah, definitely more of a metal kind I wrote of sludgy. Vibe. You wrote sludgy? Great. I feel I wasn't sure because I'm not much of a metal person, so it's good that... I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I can't wait for what Imran's got to say about these. Um, I didn't mind it. It was this, it was kind of more of a droney track, but I think I'd have to be in a certain mood to listen to it. I couldn't just pop it on for casual listening, I don't think. Uh, no way. No. Yeah. Here we go, Imran. <laughs> uh, my turn. Okay. Um, I was very surprised, i got to say. I was like, we're on track seven now, so we went through six tracks of sheer chaos and all of a sudden this marching sludgy riff comes in i was sitting there like what the hell (laughs) yeah it was this song yeah definitely caught me off guard um very slow i mean compared to the rest of the songs very slow the temp i like how the tempo kind of fluctuates a bit in the song as well um but yeah it's just slow draining a lot of like screeching guitars in it um kind of like i got to about maybe three or four minutes in it it just felt like i was going to be stuck here forever it just kept going and going i really liked that i'm not gonna lie (laughs) that was not what i was expecting you to say (laughs) oh hannah we have done podcasts in the past where we get to songs that sound similar to things like this and we get heated (laughs) the two of us get heated i love it Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the the constant repetition of it. Just like, it, it just I don't know. It paints this uh, fucking picture. Oops, um, <laughs> paints this picture of um, just not terror, but like I'm I'm kind of stuck, like walking through mud the whole time, and I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. It's really cool riff. Um, just a lot of. A lot of noise here and there. The ending was really weird because it just stops and then there's like 10 seconds of silence. And I was confused because I thought my... I was listening to, to it on my Bluetooth speaker and I thought my Bluetooth speaker just cut out. And then the next song started playing. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was weird. Um, yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um, what do you do in comparison... Back to fuzzy bass. Yes, the bass riff I wrote down here is catchy as hell. Um, just the whole rhythm section in general. Yeah, straight up. Um, that's just a Black Sabbath riff. Um, I like the the vocal and the instrument call and response thing, and then it just gets even slower somehow. Like, it was insane. Um, yeah, this one felt like a very jammy song, um, kind of much like the last two. Um, the there's a part where the bass kind of sounds like an organ as well which i thought was really cool um i'm absolutely dumbfounded as to what effects is using i gotta look that up but yeah i don't know i'm just a sucker for that organ sound it's really thick 
Um, also a sucker for the base. Um, I'm actually not too sure which one I'm picking yet. You'd be surprised by that too. You know, heavy sludgy Rollins band metal is now being compared. We've got a Black Flag song that is along those lines, and you wouldn't expect it. The hmm, that vocal call and response, dun dun. It's good. It's it's fine for me. Second time round, I was like, this seems a bit out of sync. There were moments I'm sitting here thinking, this is a little out of sync. He's not quite in time. But I don't have the ear for that in runs one with the degree. Um, <laughs> the, the, madness, the, madness. <laughs> the madness got enhanced when he was delivering lines like, what do you do when you just can't take it? Like in that section of the song, that guitar lines are enhancing that sense of madness. And yet I cannot say enough good things about the rhythm section. I, I sincerely cannot. Nothing left inside. <laughs> Again, uh, it's really true, Hannah. Imran and I, if once we get a slow, swampy song, it's touch and go with us. We can get very heated. I've dissed a lot of songs that he loves. Nothing left inside. I, I can live with it. I think it's not that bad. Greg Jin, Greg Ginn, tra- channeling a lot of Tony Iommi. I think I'll still go, what do you do? Yeah, that, oh, that's my decision. I don't think I've heard a decision out of Hannah and Imran yet, so that says something about this battle. I'll go. What do you do? Nothing left inside. It's fine, Imran. It's fine. I can live with it. But I'll take. What do you do? I'll take that. You're gonna take that. You're gonna take. What do you do? Or you're gonna go. Uh, nothing left inside. No, I was just taking your um, opinion that it was fine. Um. Oh. It's surprising. This one's a tough one. Yeah. I'm very surprised with Controversial. <laughs> now, the punk rock superfan. That's me. The one who recognizes how controversial this side of my war is. Mm-hmm. Are we getting are we putting your punk rock cred on the line? I don't know. I don't know. I might be I might be cancelled after this. Um, <laughs> I have to go for this particular one. I have to go, what do you do? Okay. Um, yeah, I just felt like that song. I just felt like it was fairly brutal. Like, for in the grand scheme of the album, it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, it's a bit jammy. It does go for, like, seven minutes, so I did get lost in it in a while, I don't, um, after a while, but I don't think it's a bad thing, necessarily. Um, but when it comes down to it, I feel like it's got more going on in a lot of different ways than Nothing Left Inside does. There you have it. Yeah. Let's move on to the second song that has been put to the... We're putting to the sword. Three Nights versus Blues Jam. It's called Blues Jam. That song is the most jammiest, Hannah, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three Nights. Three Nights. I don't enjoy Henry Rollins' vocal delivery in Three Nights, personally. That's just my personal taste. But there's something about that atmosphere. There's barely any guitar, like, flailing around or even just swamping you along, like... I'm glad Imran coined the term traveling through a swamp because that's mm. what this side of my war is. Swampy, slow boil bass by Dale Nixon. Have you heard? No. Greg Ginn. This one's conflicting because I, I don't like Rollins' performance in this. I don't know. I didn't realize you have to be that angry to get those noises that come out of his mouth. That's wow. <laughs> it's... It throws you off. Rollins is a man who used to, before shows, used to use a pool ball as a stress, a pool 
ball is a stress ball. So if that gives you any indication of the sheer <laughs> anger within this man. Yeah, and I heard uh, when I was doing things for this, every time he's recorded vocals on any album, he can't do like the classic stand by the mic and sing. He'll get his shirt, tie the headphones to his head, and then he just, any footage you see of him at a live show, he's doing that on the studio doing the recording. Oh. So, you know, when he ties the mic up and he's just flaying around up and down, that's him doing vocals <laughs> on these albums as well. I've, um, speaking of that, I've seen footage of um, when I mentioned before he was on the Tool track. Yeah. Um, there's footage of him, um, like, doing that, um, recording that in the studio, and he's got the mic, um, the wire just wrapped around his hand, like, yeah. 15 times. Um, Classic punk. Yeah. Or hardcore, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. He does spoken word shows like that too. He'll walk up on stage, get the mic, and he ties it up. It's just, it's now just part of his. <laughs> Fair enough. It's now yeah, just a habit for him. Yeah. He'll stand up on stage for three hours, talk about all his traveling to, you know, Islamabad, Pakistan, or North Korea, or Tiananmen Square, or whatever, and he's he's just telling it all, and he's got the mic tied up. I think it's just because he says, well, you know, shows back then, they're all so chaotic and everyone gets a bit unruly if you had the microphone as it was they could be ripping it out of you wrap it around your hand now try yeah yeah try me yeah try me now try and rip it out of my hand now so it's just been ingrained into him after all those years in the road because black flag touring was brutal oh yeah that's why i think i mentioned before like i think i was talking about i love you i was like this is the violence that they were known for because there was just him rolling some Beat up a couple of fans. Not unprovoked. I'm not. No. I'm not defending him, but like that's how intense it could have got. That the singer was, yeah, having a having a bit of a beef. The audience with are having a go yeah. at him. Yeah. So he's having to fight back. Yes. And intense. I'm sure the rest of the band were feeling the exact same thing. So they, yeah, they were insane apparently mm. at that time. Hey, going back to Blues Jam in Three Nights. <sighs> Blues Jam is a very very long one. It's we've been talking about these sound like they've just jammed on it. This one's the most overt. Yeah. This one, I think, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was just, like, they came up with a few ideas for some riffs and a general structure, and then they just jammed on it. They just did, like, they just messed around in the studio with some, you know, they just played the song, you know, once through or whatever. Um, yeah. It just kind of went from there. Um from the title, though, I was already excited to hear this song, just Blues Jam. I thought it'd be an instrumental. Yeah, I thought it would have been mm. as well. I was surprised to hear um, to hear Henry Rollins come in. Um, I thought the vocals were pretty passionate um, in this one, though. It's kind of ballady um, a little bit. Henry you know. Rollins' ballad. That's a sentence you'll never hear well, again. Yeah. I mean, like, it's very screamy. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think just the the emotional screaming over the top of uh, some slow blues jamming just kind of felt like, I know, just kind of added to it. It was weird. And you've got like lines in it, life will not break your heart, it'll crush it. Like, Good line. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Rollins, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's channeling his anger, man. <laughs> I was listening to this with uh, with my girlfriend and um, she turned to me during one of the songs and was just like, this man needs help. <laughs> But the thing is, he's aware that he needs help, and he's trying yeah. to get help, so... <laughs> well, that's good. Um, yeah. Um, I like the, the little instrument pauses, and you just get a big lament from Roland's just screaming through absolutely nothing, and then the instruments just come back in. Um, then there's a little, like, a little, like, everything stops, a little quiet, like, almost psychedelic blues jam. Another Pink Floyd moment. Muddied guitar lines. 
Mm. It's very low down. Very Hendrixy. A little Hendrixy, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very seventies. I thought. Um, yeah, it, this one I think went for ages though. Yeah, it's, it's almost twelve minutes. I, I, it's a very cool song, but man, did it go for so long. Um, three nights on the. I can't wait for this. Other hand. <laughs> um. I liked this one. I I did like this one as well. Um, so, you know, I started off with the drums. That that bass riff I thought was really cool. Um, there was some like talking in the background at the start as well, which I thought was interesting. And you could just hear voices in the background, like the UK, like a bump or something. Um, the chord progression was um, really cool, and I liked the. They kind of added throughout the verse and almost throughout the whole song. Um, like there's this feedback guitar kind of constantly going, which kind of sounds like screaming in the background. It's very back in the in the mix, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, the whole song kind of feels like it's building up to like a big loud ending there. Like in the big loud ending that they've got, it's just so much screaming. Cool song though. Um, probably going to go Blues Jam for this one though. You'd be amazed by this, Imran. The atmosphere for me saved three nights for me, and I'm going to take it. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, Hannah, you've you've listened to us. <laughs> We've preached about both to a certain extent. Lay it on us. What do you got? I listened to both you, and I listened to almost 12 minutes of Blues Jam. So here we go. <laughs> um, Blues yeah, Jam. <laughs> okay, Blues Jam isn't necessarily a bad song. It's just a long song. Um, I know when I mentioned this album to me was kind of bluesy, blues inspired, but I guess this takes the cake because it's even in the name. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think. Yeah, pretty much. And I think Rollins delivers an absolutely stellar vocal performance in this track. I think he has does an amazing job here. Um, Imran, it does as you mentioned, kind of around the eight minute mark, it does kind of slow down and it softens a bit, which is good, which gives again other members of the band that aren't Henry Rollins, it gives them time to shine. But I did think with Blues Jam, it's for me at least, almost a case of if you've heard two minutes of the song, you've heard the whole song, almost. So for that reason, um, I do have to give the point to Three Nights. As you mentioned, mentioned, Jason, there is a bit more atmosphere, which I like. Um, and there's a bit of building kind of through the whole way through the song, which I also thought was a really, really interesting thing to do. Um, and the drums kept it really steady. Uh, and I know that Three Nights kind of does land on the B side with these more slower kind of tracks but in a way I do think Three Nights managed to within those last few tracks this one kind of managed to break it up a little bit again which I liked. Cool. Scream versus Another Life. We'll start with Hannah again. Uh, I'll just get my opinion out of the way. I don't like this battle because I don't have too much of an opinion on either of them. Fair enough. That's fair. Um, I think... Okay, so Scream is the final song on My War. By this point on the album, we've already had like three slow songs, three or four, so it does kind of feel like a bit of reprieve from the first half of the album. But that could also be, as I mentioned, because I'm listening to these albums at this point, back to back, so I'm kind of getting bang, 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 and then I've got a slow song. (laughs) Um, There's some nice little bass licks in this song, which I did really, really like, and I think, look, I, I think that, just for the end of an album, this this song was a bit long in length. I actually am going to give my point to Roland's band, but I could be swayed. So Imran, oh, tell okay. me what you I'll, got. I'll cross your name out for this particular <laughs> instance. Scream, um, Imran. Dun dun dun. Scream. Dun 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 dun. 
dun, 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 six minutes yeah, of that. Just, yeah, that's literally it. That's it. Um, it starts off with literally the same drum intro as the Three Nights, which I thought was interesting. Um, this made me realize, you remember um, when we did Facelift versus Bad Motorfinger? Okay. And you mentioned how you didn't like Love, Hate, Love because of the three songs um, in a row that were like... I half remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, this kind of reminded me of that and I was like, damn, I know how Jason feels now. And I, <laughs> I, it's sad to say that I understand why he didn't pick Love, Hate, Love. Yeah. I still hate I still that, skip but, um, that song. <laughs> I, I've got I still, a copy of Facelift after recording that and I still, I still skip it. <laughs> I still hate you for it, but I kind of understand it now. I was like, damn, this is the third song in a row. This one is longer than the last two and it's the same tempo. It's the same feel. I'm like, damn. That is not to say, though, that it is a really interesting song. I It's very simple. I I really like the just the empty space um, in it because you've got the the three chords riff and then it just kind of stops and you've just got the... Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, the, the bass licks, um, like the little fills and stuff are really cool. That is a redeeming factor, yeah. Yeah, I did really like that. Um, there are a lot of like multi-layered screams on it. Like you'll hear, um, like three screams on top of each other going. <laughs> Scream squared. <laughs> yeah. And cubed. Um, yeah. Um, it was a really interesting song. I think this one, I liked the atmosphere on this one a bit better than Three Nights. Um, yeah. Another Life was really interesting. Um, I don't know what to say other than bad monkey, bad monkey, bad monkey. <laughs> direct quote it's <laughs> probably all you need to say <laughs> um it was a cool song but i'm gonna go with scream all right scream yeah there isn't much to another life you are right i i thought it was really interesting it's the closest you get to a straight up punk song yeah i like i liked the um it's like a big opening to it um very groovy and then you kind of got that clean section and he starts going doing the you know so high part and then it just starts like Speaking of, um, we're doing this spoken word thing about how there's this monkey, like... Who's bad. Yeah, it's a bad <laughs> monkey. He's come, like, he's reaching out his hand towards him, and then he looks into the monkey's eye, and then the monkey's eye is, like, everything, and then the monkey's eye is him, and then he's the monkey's eye. Bad monkey. Bad monkey. Bad monkey. You know? No, no, no. And then oh, it gets intense, and then it's back to the song. It's like, oh, that was weird. What the hell? That sounds like something you would do at a spoken word show, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you went to see him on stage, I feel like that'd be a fun, that'd be something he would go off onto a tangent with. Yeah. It was so weird. I really liked it, but I'm going to pick Scream. Ugh, bad monkey. I was hoping you'd sway me, but you haven't swayed me. I still have to give my point to Rollins Band with Other Life. I think, um, yeah, because when it starts, I was all, all right, here we go, here we go. This is what I'm into. It's a bit more like punk, classic hardcore vibes. But then we switch up the time signature again and I almost wish we didn't. I wish we did kind of stay in that, um, the intro kind of groove. Only Like by this point in the album, I'm getting a little bit over the time changes and the time signatures. Um, I don't think it was really needed in this song, but it still has my vote. Jason. So where does my point lie? Because I've, I've listened to all of your points and I'm still sitting here going, I won't be listening to Scream again and I won't be listening to Another Life again anytime soon. So I feel like the point I give is just despite the other. Uh, oh, God. It was a bad monkey in the other one. 
All right, for that yeah, point, isn't that then. a point to give it? I would give it a point for the bad monkey. I mean, come on, no, look at this bad, two ways. It's a bad monkey. It doesn't deserve the point. Yeah, oh. you're making this way harder than it should be. <laughs> Let's just go to the notes. I sludgy guitar lead lines I've got on screen. Bass had some fills. I've got more written here about another life. Maybe I just need to take it. Ah, do it, do it. I I don't like either of these tracks. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to listen to the end of Silence more, I think, so another life. Righto, I'm joining you, Hannah. Yay. Final answer. It, it was close, because I can live with Scream as well, but... Dun, 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 Just that across six minutes. No, no, just no. Six minutes and 54 seconds. Yep. 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 Deary me. That's Black Flag, my war done, but we still have the gold star rule to apply on this battle. Deary me. I'm going to say this. I'm definitely going to give my gold star to it. Just like you, the closer for the end of silence, a 10-minute track. I didn't expect, after all the crunch, the chug, the swampy sounds across all of both bands, but especially the end of silence, it crunches, it chugs. There's so much veracity and intensity in that album. When the main riff hit, when the main riff hit, speak Jason, on Just Like You came along, I'm like, uh, that's not as in, that's not as intense as I anticipated compared to the other to the other songs. But then as it went on, it was a slow burner. At least for me, it was a slow burner and then it became one of the most intense songs and that was enhanced by Rollins this time. Well, then again, Henry Rollins enhances pretty much everything because of how <laughs> intense he is, but sometimes it just sounds like it's Henry on one level and the rest of the band doing something else. This time it felt so cohesive. Yeah. This one, well, it's kind of felt like a, it's a big cinematic masterpiece, like, if you if you want to call it that. Um, it's got that, like, soundscape intro where there's a lot of droning, a lot of... Um, like sounds like a bit of drumming and stuff um a bit of spoken word from henry rollins um yeah the riff i thought was really cool um i like how the riff kind of switches up a little bit um it's got like a few time signature changes um there was a moment in it where the riff was exactly the same as the main one in um sober by tool which i thought was funny um where in my notes did I think something sounded like sober, Imran? Hang on, give me a minute. Keep talking, just give me a second. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the, the big screaming lead guitar as well. Um, there's a lot of that in this. Um, yeah, like you said, it just builds and builds. Um, there's a part where it just like keeps building and then as, like, as it releases, it slows down um, like towards the end. Um, the whole song kind of just like feels like you're stuck in a particular moment, like an image. And I guess it's rage that you're stuck in. Yep. He said a lyric so often the ABC named a music show after it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll probably give this one a point. I liked it. And I think I need to listen to it again to fully, like, take it in. But it's a very interesting song. So, like, I think in terms of um, the big tracks on this album, this one, I think, is the most well-structured most put together 100 yeah. percent. i'm with you on that one Imran. 
Hannah, what do you got for just like you? What have you got down? Uh, one word, rage. Uh, no, I actually wrote this is like, damn, this is a really good track. I'm definitely giving this one a point. Um, again, I know this is an album from the 90s, but this sounded like a song from the 90s. Super intense, super powerful. Only critique is the fact that it was almost 11 minutes. And by this point, we've had a lot of long songs and I think it could have been a touch shorter. But yes, I do think, as you've both mentioned, that it felt a bit more cohesive than some other ones on the album. Good track. Yeah. Again, I was very surprised that I didn't think it was going to be very intense. And then it, as we go along, it starts just rolling over and it builds and builds and builds. And then by the end, you are just screaming rage, just like you. I'm just like you. Man, that is Henry at his most angriest. Yeah. That's just Henry being Henry. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I'm just like you. That... Normally, I end these shows by saying what's on your top three of each, just like you's on it for me. Mm. And that's that, everyone. We've done it. My War in the End of Silence. Analyzed. And uh, to anyone who doesn't like side B of My War, we hopefully put that to the sword if you didn't like it. But then again, I th- it got a point out of me, so there was redeeming elements to it. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, maybe, maybe Scream didn't enjoy that. Mm. But yeah, that was good. Happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's work out who won this one. And I'm going to say, looking at the scoreline here, it's an upset. I-, I consider this an upset. We'll start with myself. 8-2, to two, End of Silence wins that one for me. That's a point. Imran, 7-3, to three, End of Silence. It's only academic at this point, and End of Silence has won this. But Hannah, oh, how Hannah much did End of Silence win? Because it, regardless, it's 2-1. to one. It'll be 2-1 to one even if Black Flag gets a point. But, Hannah, your final score was End of Silence 6, My War 4. We clean sweeped it. Yeah, that, uh, just you're jumping in, that kind of doesn't surprise me. I hadn't listened to My War for a long time, but I knew it was a bit divisive, shall we say. But I was also not expecting to like Roland's band as much as I did. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And Henry Rollins is more defined for his career with Black Flag. So that's why I was sitting there thinking, okay, this is probably going to be a bit more of a a lot more praise led towards my war because of his black flag. It, you know, he's, that's, that's how he remembered. Yeah. The end, Roland's band, it gets talked about and it is very, the more I'm listening to this, it sounds like a much more important album than I had anticipated. But no, it's walked away with the wind. So that's why I'm looking at this as an upset. Yeah. Um, wow. I enjoyed End of Silence. I really enjoyed it. And yeah. this is coming from someone who, the only song he ever needed to hear that was sung by Rollins was Low Self Opinion. And now we've gone deep and I'm like, there's 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 good stuff and there's bad stuff. There's not not great stuff on in a silence and there's a bit overbearing things, but there's more positives than negatives. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I was definitely very surprised by that album as well. I I went in knowing like nothing apart from Black Flag, and then hearing that, was very surprised. And definitely then- gonna look into more. Ro- Roland's band have more albums, right? Yeah, I think the bigger hit from the Rollins band is a song called Liar, which is, I think, off the next album that they have. But I, I, I can't remember how many albums they do have, but I do realise Liar is one of the big ones. But this is this is what the the standoff is designed to do. We go deep deep dives and we like we like this, let's listen to more in our own time. Hannah, just a quick final question for you. My War, 
it got competitive for you. It was a close one for you. If we had gone with the original idea of damaged by Black Flag and put that up against the end of Silence, do you think that would have made a difference? Do you think it would have made a difference? Yeah, look, even if that's because I'm more familiar with Damaged, I do really like that album for good reason. So I think that may have taken the cake, but they are also fairly different albums. By that I mean Roland's Band and, and Damaged. Black Flag are fairly different albums. Yeah. But, but I, I still think that would have made a cool may have opposites. won. That would have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been interesting. interesting. May I have, if we are if we are on the tail end, may I add a closing note for my war? Um, definitely not my favourite Black Flag album. Wow, what a segue that was, talking about Damaged. <laughs> Look, I could listen to it again, but at times it doesn't really feel like it knows what it wants to be. And that production is just rough as guts. <laughs> you can you need to forgive it to a bit because they did not have any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's a punk band. Um, yeah. Like, you, you don't really expect much from punk music like that i guess so i don't know like when i when i heard that knowing like these guys were full-on hardcore punk i was like yeah this is what it sounds like any final takeaways for you off off both albums um not particularly i mean like apart from being surprised about roland's band i'm gonna check out deliverance as well um i think that'd be really interesting um yeah i think i'd start looking into more henry rollins as well Super interesting guy. Like if, so if you just yeah, yeah. So he's still, a fascinating. Is he still yeah. as angry as he is to a certain extent? He day? uses it to travel around the world. Yeah, yeah it's a lot more internalized now. It's probably directed to bit to different avenues, but yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who just woke up one day, said, "I don't have any lyrics left in me. I'm going to quit music," and he doesn't. <laughs> and he hasn't made any music since. Uh, since I don't know what was it, oh three or something like that. So yeah, yeah I the, couldn't say the year, but yeah, early 2000s. It was somewhere around the early 2000s, and the only thing he's ever done musically since was, okay, the Rollins Band got together again in the late 2000s, like 06, 07, but I think that obviously didn't go very well. You know, must have been, Hart might not have been in it. Because the, the most recent thing he's done musically, he did, uh, I think it was at a benefit, he sang Rise Above with Cindy Lauper. Oh. I didn't know that happened, but I love that. Yep, go look that up. <laughs> Go look I'm that up. It's write right that down before right COVID. Now. It was like late 2019. There's this benefit show, and he brings Cindy Lauper and Henry Rollins are staring the stage, and then they bust out Rise Above. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it loaded up here so I can watch it when I get home. <laughs> cool. Uh, anyway, and you did mention, Hannah, uh, Damaged, you, well, My War wasn't your favourite. Is Damaged your favourite, or is it something else? Uh, probably a toss-up between Damaged and Slip It In. I, I, I don't want to dig myself a hole because I can't pick which one I like more at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you're going to listen to Black Flag, maybe don't start with My War. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Righto. Well, I think Imran and I, that's exactly what we did. We started, we've, did, we've done exactly what you said is not to do. We got so into Black Flag. Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. way. Hey, hey, there's still redeeming songs. And like I said, to close it, Imran, top three off both. Ooh. Um, oh. I got a... Um, Black Flag, The Swinging Man by far is number one. Um, nothing Left Inside. And... Probably scream, and for Roland's band, um, I've got the sheet right in front of you. Here. Oh. <laughs> you can just use that. Yeah. <laughs> we've got our sheet. Where we've got our battles lined up, so yeah, we can just use that. Um, yeah, Roland's band, um, grip, almost real, and just like you, I'd say. Yeah. For me, my war the title track. We didn't talk. We didn't go that in depth about that song but it is a, a classic for a reason uh beat your head against the wall i would give uh in my top three for my war and 
for the atmosphere, not for the vocals. The vocals can get in the bin and eat a hat <laughs> while doing it, but three nights. That would be my my war top three for me. End of silence, low self-opinion, you didn't need just like you. Yeah, I think my... Uh... Sorry, just just had a minor episode there and couldn't talk. Um, <laughs> my uh, Roland's band tracks probably the exact same as yours, Jason. Exact same, nice. I reckon, I reckon. And then Black Flag, uh, my war beat my head against the wall. Swinging Man, absolutely at the top, bold, italic, underline everything. And then probably Three Nights, just to showcase that there is a little bit of variety on that album. And there we are. That's the battle, Hannah. It's been very nice to meet you in person. This was genuinely Imran and I first time meeting Hannah in person. We've known her for a few months now, but yeah, just because of the whole pandemic thing. <laughs> Don't know if you've heard about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're not again. We're not in the studio. We're just in a private dwelling just south of the suburban curtain. But we've gotten to chat Henry Rollins and establish a nice new newfound bond. And Imran, fifteen podcast. Finally, I'm, I'm very happy. happy. We finally got the happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy 15th birthday. <laughs> my, dear, my dear and trusty co-host, we finally get to meet up to do a pod. Uh, it was good fun. This was a fun one. Thanks very much. Thank you. Fun. So, the end of silence. The end of silence won the battle and won all three of us over as new Rollins Band fans in the process. Definitely a long album with a lot to take in, but it will leave a big impact. As for My War Side 2, well, for me, on a personal level, with what I like to listen to, not a huge fan of it as something I would actively seek out. Yeah, I wouldn't really seek that out. But hey, respect to Black Flag for offering up something a bit different. And just before we wrap up here, some post-battle housekeeping and follow-up. I described some lead licks in You Didn't Need as Megadethy. What I was referring to there was a lead guitar section after the bridge, but before the final breakdown. I doubt it was the most accurate thing to say, but that's just wanted to clarify whereabouts in that song I thought of that. But uh, again, we'll leave that to you to see if I was accurate or not. I highly doubt I was. And also, just to follow up, when Tool, uh, Tool Sober was mentioned by Imran, I said to myself, oh, where did I have in my notes that I thought it sounded like Sober? The song that I put in my notes for that particular comparison was What Do You Do? Some parts of that song reminded me of Sober. Again, that could be very inaccurate. I'll leave that for you to decide. And, well, yeah, that just about does it for us. A fun battle to break down, and Henry Rollins continues to be tremendously interesting. He is a fascinating individual. And, uh, as he would say, stay fanatic. If you want more punk rock chat, you can follow Hannah over to Sin's main rock punk and heavy metal show, Mosh Pit on Sin, which airs every Thursday night at 8pm on 90.7 FM, DAB Plus Digital Radio, or from your preferred device at syn.org.au. As for Imran and I, and the Great Metal Standoff, you can find all our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, and go to facebook.com forward slash metalstandoffpod to keep up to date with the show and never miss an episode. Also, we put a poll up, typically on the main Mosh Pit Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mosh Pit on Sin. We put a poll up every time in the pre-production of the making of an episode, and you get the opportunity to vote what you decide is your favourite album out of the battle that we do on this show. And with that, stay fanatic. That's all for now. Until next time, metal up your ass.